Hello there, and welcome to Pivotal Film. I'm Tom Nolan. And I'm Mario Ponzio. And this is the Pivotal Film. Pivotal Film. We still do it! Yeah. Guess what, guys? We still do when it. When we want to, yeah. When we want to. When we have Nicolas Cage vampire movies. Exactly. And Chris Pratt in Italian movies. Yeah, is that... Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but first, we have a, a special guest for this... Uh, he was. ...majestic episode we have for you. Uh, Andy, welcome. Hello. Hello. Long time listener. <laughs> First time caller. Yeah, yes, me sir. and Andy have actually been, actually, I think I've, well, I was supposed to see Super Mario Brothers with him last week, but the other two movies we're going to be talking about, uh, I saw with him. And I've been seeing like most of the movies every week with him, so, including huh. Scream 6, but we're not going to talk about Scream 6 today. Because, you can talk about Scream 6. I don't know why you don't want to talk about Because Scream there's 6. not much to say about it. We both really liked it. <laughs> It's very good. Yeah. It seems like you'd have a lot to say about it. There then. is, but like, it's, time's gone. It's past. I told you. My, my review of Scream 6, cut down to like a tagline, uh-huh. is it is the Avengers Endgame of slasher movies. It, it gives you everything, and especially of Scream movies, it gives you everything you want to, to see ever in a Scream film. Does it have Anthony Mackie saying, on your six? It doesn't. Just like in the middle of nowhere, and Jenna Ortega's like... It, Puts her hand to her ear. Jenna Ortega does say, die a fucking virgin, and then twist a knife in a guy's mouth. Which is my biggest complaint. That should have killed, <laughs> killed that guy. You know what's weird about Jenna Ortega is that she's not predicted to win the Emmy. Oh, really? For Wednesday. That oh. seems weird. She's so famous. Everybody loves her. Oh, that's the Emmys. It's the Emmys. They didn't give... They usually do weird stuff. Kind of. But, like, they didn't give anything to... What are you, what are you drinking the beer for? I'm thirsty. <laughs> oh, it smells really good. <laughs> Wait, don't review it yet. I'm not. Uh, it smells. It's a West Coast style IPA. Neutral. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I don't know if you have anything to add. It has all very solid kills. It's the goriest of the bunch. It has the best opening uh, since the second one, which, I, you know what? Hot take. The first one's, op- the first Scream's opening isn't the best opening. I don't know why everyone says it, it is. It was more surprising just for the. Oh, for part. sure. Like, like I saw it. It's like, iconic. But it's just like, it's just like, a, it's become such like a thing now. But what like, happens it, in the second one again? I just watched it. Uh, that is the Jada Pinkett death in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like that one. Yeah. You, well, I remember you saying you were going to try to watch all the I, screens. I did. I tried to, really hard. You got to scream too, I think, or just like, you couldn't do this. I watched the first, like, um, I don't know, 40 minutes of Scream 2, and I was like, nope, nope. Nope, I'm not doing it. Because you had never seen Scream 2, right? I'm sure I had seen it. Yeah, I, I definitely had seen it because I remembered some of the, like, the beats. Okay. But just like watching it now as an adult and like the second Dewey comes in, I was like, get the fuck when out of here. When you get that Hans Zimmer score. Get out of here. There's borrowed, no reason for Borrowed from here. Broken Arrow. Yeah, it's true. Because Marco Beltrami didn't have enough time to make a score because they uh, made that movie after 11 months from the first one. It was, uh, yeah, it was just... Well, so, but that's one of the thing that we were talking about is that um, you have to be a fan of the series, absolutely, and kind of like want to not suspend disbelief, but like be in that world. And I'm just, and that's why I I'm called it not. That's why I called it the Avengers Endgame. Yeah, of the yeah. Scream movies. Yeah, I wonder how it would I'm hold not up. I'm not going to ever seen Sorry. any other Scream movies though, because I, I, I just don't know. I don't think it would be do anything for. Them. Okay. I think it would just be like they'd be like okay. Yeah. I think they would find it to be nothing. That's what I heard. That's one of the podcasts I listened to basically said, if you haven't seen any of the other screen movies, then 
there's don't even bother. Do you know what? It, do you know what it actually would feel Which like? Kind of makes me. It, it would feel like a out. Criminal Minds episode. Those movies, mm. like the sequels, the new sequels by them. Actually, I think Scream Six by itself feels like a Criminal Minds episode, <laughs> but it just works. Is that Joe Montana? I don't know. I've never it's, seen it's that a, show. So it's a, I think so. But I remember it more for a Henry Gibson or whatever. Oh Not Henry, yeah, what's his name? The guy um, from Dharma and Grace. Thomas Gibson. Thomas Gibson. Yes. Henry. Joe Montana is criminal minds. Could you imagine if it was Henry Gibson? Isn't that the diminutive old man from uh, oh the yeah 90s from movies? he was in um, he was in fucking Magnolia. He was the guy at the bar that yeah. William H Macy was like in love with very briefly. Yeah, yeah. Or no, that was also in love with the bartender that William H Macy was in love with. Speaking of bartending, yeah. Mario. So today we have not a super exciting beer, but it is Tenacious V, and the reason I did it is because the cover has like a little uh. What is that? Um, not Sydney number two from uh, Audrey. Audrey number two from uh, Little, Little Shop of Horrors. But it, it looks kind of like a piranha plant from and Super Mario. V. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Jack Black. Black. Yeah. And uh, that's the only connection. These, I'm sure when these piranha plants show up in Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sure it's one of the books they do. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah, for sure. 5,000 books. Wizards of the Coast is just looking for money. But it's a West Coast-style IPA. It is uh, 6.9%. Nice. Um, it is, uh, it's a, the, doesn't really say what it is. Yeah. I, you know, me and West Coast-style IPAs. They are my favorite style. I'm going to pretend I haven't drank some already. And then after this, uh, we'll be digging into the old classics of MGD, because I don't want to get drunk tonight. <laughs> Because I have to go into the office tomorrow. Me too. I gotta work in a different department full of children. Well, that's a that's a nice one. It's, it it's doesn't nice. finish with anything though. It like has a nice flavor on the front, yeah, but then it's kind of yeah, it's not just kind of it dissipates. It's, yeah, it's good though. Yeah, it's solid. I just want I want it to be more hoppy. Yeah, there's no there's no hops. It's like yeah, you never drink kinda, it. Yeah. Yeah, and then kinda, it makes you want to drink more. Yeah, that's exactly. I don't know. It's kind of refreshing. It's weird for an IPA. No, it's definitely refreshing, but like. No, you're right. It's boring. It's really boring <coughs> at the end of the day. Speaking of boring. Boring? Yeah. Speaking of boring. Okay. We're going to talk about the first movie of the day. Uh, that being the film that just came out that started out as a 95% at Ron Tomatoes. And I was like, Tom. Let's go see. We literally just came from the theater, the three of us. I was like, we have to go see his movie because it's getting extremely good reviews. And now you said it's down to like a 58 percent because yeah. everyone else that saw it was like, nope. And that is Chris McKay's, uh, who has done the Tomorrow War and the Lego Batman movie. Should have seen that coming. Renfield. Why don't you start by telling us what brought you here? My boss, he's different. You can't get him out of your head. No. I need your assistance. I'm coming, Martha! Oh, you feel like he could destroy you with the snap of his fingers. Wouldn't even need to snap. Okay. Uh-huh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, what? Renfield. Bringing innocent victims. I want a handful of nuns, a busload of cheerleaders. And I just want a normal life again. But this modern world is a dangerous place. 
Thank you. You saved my life. Did I watch you cut a guy with a decorative serving platter? Renfield, Dracula's lackey, has been caring for his needs throughout the, uh, the, the past hundred or so years. We believe Dracula's kind of came into the power, in 19, like he joined him in 1930, because we see various clips interposed of them doing the uh, Bela Lugosi yeah, yeah. Uh, Dracula. And now, as they've gone across the world and been chased off, uh, they are settled in New Orleans, where Renfield has decided he's in a codependent relationship and he wants to get out from underneath the thumb of Dracula. And he does that by going into some church evening support group meeting for people in abusive relationships. Uh, also, he's trying to find bodies for um, Dracula, but he's trying to do that not by finding innocent people like Dracula wants, but by finding the abusive partners of the people who are in his group. Uh, in doing so, he stumbles upon a group of guys, uh, one of the two of them being the abusive partners, who have stolen drugs from this mob family, the the, the Ted Lobos. 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 The Lobos, yeah. Okay. Were you Clearly. sad that they weren't werewolves? Because they like showed them like behind like they had something behind the screen and like I thought they were doing some kind of monster work or something. I, I think that it was part of the funny. joke though. I mean, <sighs> <sighs> joke. Um, anyhow, <laughs> they uh, get involved. Uh, he gets involved with that. Aquafina also plays a aggressive cop who just like Aquafina plays Aquafina. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's trying to avenge get... her father who was killed by the Lobos. Uh, at some point, the Lobos go after Renfield because Renfield's been killing their people. Dracula gets involved because now he wants to take over the world. Dracula and the Lobos team up. Sonic the Hedgehog is in this. Yeah, he is. He is yeah. doing his best song. I just... He's just Sonic now. <laughs> this movie would have been better if he was no, see, Sonic. See, I, I see Gene Ralphio. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I see. I still see Gene Ralphio. I, that's who he was playing when, in this movie. His mom should have been Jenny Slate. She should have been like, money, please. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, eventually, they, they battle, uh, you know, because Dracula is defeated. Um, and the movie ends, and Renfield's able to... Go off and be a hero because he still has Dracula's powers because Dracula isn't technically dead, we're guessing. Yes. I mean, we don't know if he's like, yeah, he must because he still has Dracula's powers. That's how they should know. We, we he don't know the lore behind this. I have yeah. no idea. Who the fuck knows? They didn't really explain that. Uh, this was a story by Robert Kirkman. Uh, when I saw that pop Which up. Which is The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Yeah. And when I saw that pop up, I was like, yeah, of course it is because this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> uh... It, it has is. ska music for some reason. Oh, yeah. It uh, has a running bit about I, how ska I mean, music is. I love is. ska music, but that was funny. So. Yeah, what? I was, but, <laughs> yeah, no, of course this, this but film. why? Why is it here? has <laughs> okay jokes, um, but it, it, it follows very deliberate, dull beats that we've seen multiple times before. We don't need this mob family involved. That's an entirely pointless thing to get us to, like, the... Oh, hey, like we have in most films since 1995 and on. Person A versus person B of the same type. So we get that Ben Schwartz, Nicholas Holt fight. Um, the thing that's sad about this is I think Nicholas Holt's actually trying here. I don't think Nicholas Cage is that good in this. Hot take. I think he's just trying too hard and he's acting in a different movie than everyone else. 
I don't even know if that's like a super hot take. I think people have just become. We kind of talked about this like off air. I think people have just become accustomed to a certain kind of Nick Cage performance, and he's just doing like Nick Cage doing Nick Cage now. Um, but it doesn't get anything interesting no, to do I or would, say. Yeah, I would. The things that he says though, like there's that that funny line where he's doing that, that funny part where he's kind of gaslighting him in the uh, the apartment. Mm-hmm. Like if we had got like a more subtle big actor, like if we had got like a big actor besides Nicolas Cage who is kind of like a character guy. Like, just William Defoe keeps walking my head. Like, <laughs> William Defoe kind of in this role. Somebody's going to be more subtle about it, not so hammy. I think that would have been a lot more interesting. Like, uh, this really yeah. subtle, this Gary Oldman-style Dracula. This is something mm. that isn't biting into it. Something that isn't playing into the joke, but is just like this actual kind of, like, darkness against this kind of very silly backdrop of everything happening. Yeah. I think that would have been a much more interesting film. As it is, it just feels like Nicolas Cage is desperately... I mean, he's chewing the scenery, of course, but he just he's distracting from the film. See, I don't even and know. Aquafina's bad. Well, but, so this is actually kind of my point. Yeah, she's and, bad for the first part, and then she like settles down, and then she I guess, becomes okay. I don't even know if it... But that's, I guess what I want to say is that you know, Nicolas Cage is kind of just doing his stuff. Aquafina doesn't really get a lot to do. The writing in this movie is just like unoriginal and and you know um that speech that you reference that nicholas cage delivers i think there there's a way to make it funny but it's not he's just like saying things and hoping that the the audience is catching like the irony but it's not like he doesn't say anything clever he doesn't say anything actually ironic and the same thing for aquafina and it's a where direct, just, i think it's a direction thing too yeah it's like nothing the, that give you beats that's well, like oh the, this is ironic the direction is really is was really subpar as well because a lot of scenes just resolved with like a camera kind of swooping in and onto a face and then it would cut away and then it would show the face and cut away and show the face he wasn't doing anything interesting and then he would float up and then he would float down and the camera would follow him and do a thing but none of it like led to anything none of it mattered none of the things anybody said to anybody else had them like really mattered at all like we all knew where it was going to end up like you know Renfield was not going to die Aquafina was not going to die Aquafina's sister was not going to die the um, support group who dies in the middle of the movie doesn't die I mean that ends up with like a funny joke yeah. at the end yeah. but you know um, I, I poor I, Brandon I, Scott Jones doing a lot of work there <laughs> yeah he is <laughs> I'm I'm less like offended by this movie. Not to say that you're offended and that's like a bad thing. It just seemed I had no expectations, and so I wasn't disappointed because I just I, you know, I think I it's I didn't really want to see this movie. Not to say that like I'm sad I went. It just like wasn't a thing that I was searching out. I was searching out, and because like when you see the previews, just like Nicolas Cage eating like like you said eating scenery and like. I've seen him do that in a lot of things, and he's done it more interestingly than he was going to do it here. Andy, what, what, what's you're the final say. Do we go three for three? No, I actually I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there yes, you go. That's why we have Andy here. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree. The, like, the writing wasn't original. I actually really... Aquafina, I, I thought she wasn't bad. I don't know. I thought the chemistry between her, between her and Nick Holt were pretty good, and it's actually interesting to see her in a role where she's not just playing the best friend. She actually... Wasn't romantic, but it was semi-romantic, and that's kind of interesting. It's definitely, to... it's definitely romantic in the beginning, <clears throat> but she never gets that role. She's always yeah. putting aside and just herself. And I thought she, especially near the end of the movie, I thought she was pretty good. Um, the the support group stuff I thought was fantastic. That was some of the best parts. Um, 
I love Nick Cage doing his Nick Cage thing. <laughs> I know it's it's a little overdone, but I, I I don't see this movie working with someone subtle. Well, I don't definitely don't want anyone subtle. I want I think I just want someone that's gonna bring more depth to it. Yeah, I guess that's so. That's I think the Willem Dafoe thing I think is really interesting because if when Def, as soon as you said it, I just imagine him delivering these lines in the same way that he delivered lines in the lighthouse. Where in like the lighthouse, he was Goblin. saying a bunch of yeah, yeah, he was saying a bunch of nonsense, but he imbues it. He seems to understand something we don't, and he imbues it with like a, a, a like poetic menace. Where like Nick Cage just saying stuff like Nick Cage says. Yeah, everything. that's that's the thing. It feels like almost like Nicholas Cage for me. Nicholas Cage is doing Nicholas Cage, but line reading. Well, it seemed, it almost seems like they gave him a t- they gave him one take, and yeah. they're just like yeah. eat this, and then like we're gonna move on. But like the the impression, so Nicholas Holt, I think is he deserves better than this movie because I think he's really good. He is doing a Hugh Grant impersonation through most of this movie. Um, I, I think which I think some is just really to that. maybe, but and I think that's the writing in the direction as well, where they're just kind of like bumble through, you know, be be kind of like a you know a deer in the headlights. Oh 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 shucks, <laughs> um, instead of having any kind of agency or like have any kind of his own personality. Yeah, um, I, I think that direction falls short on this movie. I agree with that. Like if there was a a better hand at the steering wheel, I think this could have been a really good movie. Yeah, there's there's actually some like. There's some very noticeable mistakes too. The big dude who gets like, like he's the one that gets like shot and is grabbing Aquafina, and eventually yeah, yeah. the guy like yeah. Redfield. He is definitively killed in the the scene in the Dracula's lair scene because you see all the bodies laying there still. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then he just comes back. He's back. Yeah. Dracula's oh. blood. I, mean, I guess. I guess, oh, I guess maybe. But he didn't have but like, powers. No, that, hasn't, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never gets the powers thing. And also, like, there's no payoff for like the, the cop, the coworker turning like the back on Aquafina. Like, you think there'd be some payoff, right. To that, like he's been like her partner the entire time. Mm-hmm. Maybe something would happen. It's not super interested in developing any of those relationships, unfortunately. And I think that's one of the failings of this movie is that it, it decided to succumb to weird action movie instead of kind of digging into the idea of, like, you know, uh, Renfield, like, joining the support group to kind of, like, you know, uh, to extract himself from, from Dracula's life. That's, that's the movie. This other stuff, like, and I just want to talk before we, like, move on, or we could stay with it. I don't really care. I have to say one more thing about this The movie. gore? It's not about the movie. The, it is terrible. It, yeah, it's not good. The, and it's because the CGI stuff is... It's bad. What do you think they were going for? Plato? I'm guessing Plato blood? The blood was bad. Yeah. It was very like old like it, Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. yeah. I'm like I'm like Well they they do the Mortal Kombat like bone crunch thing for like Mortal Kombat 10 when he kills Ben Schwartz's yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. The X-ray killed yeah. like uh attacks. So I don't know if that was like intentional, intentional? possibly. Maybe. I don't know. Like, ripping guess, the arms off was I think you'd have egregious. to be because if you had done the level of gore they do and make it realistic looking, it becomes Hellboy. Mm. Right? Which one? Uh, the, um, the David the, Harbour one? The David Harbour yeah. Hellboy. Which, you know, that gore and that's decent. Mm-hmm. But it becomes, like, mean and, like, uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And I think if... But I do think that was intentional because you have to make it look semi-unrealistic in order for it to be okay. Because I wasn't... Bob, like, it's extremely gory... 
I wasn't really bothered by it because it looked comical. It's definitely comical. But it also kind of, for something that's comical, they do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. A, like, a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, fight scenes that are just, like, ripping people apart. Which, again, is fine. But, like, it's like a crutch in this. Oh. It's an hour and a half movie, and at least 20 minutes of it is just exploding people. And, it, and they're poorly shot action yeah, sequences, exactly. too, where you can't, like, the, I guess yeah. the apartment um, courtyard scene is okay, but every other action scene outside of that is very frantically shot where you can't follow the action. Well, but they, they do a couple of scenes. Um, they repeat some actions a couple of times. It makes me wonder if they shot it on green screen and then superimposed, like, so... Um, Renfield jumps from like a lower level to an upper level and it's the exact same angle mm-hmm. in that courtyard scene and in like the final kind of siege on like the Lobos mm-hmm. like thing and I was like is this they just just change the background out or like what <laughs> what do they do what, what's do they think we wouldn't notice that like it's weird yeah it seemed very lazy I did tune out of the, this movie automatically when it began with him saying like maybe I've gone too far with like my back, like maybe I've gone too far with my backstory. Yeah, that's like what the happens with Sonic like, the Hedgehog. It's like, oh my god, you can't do this in, in an R-rated, like even like comedy, like that's targeted towards adults. You can't do this. No. I one last thing though. Yeah. So Carol, the actress that plays Carol. Yes. If, I don't know if you remember her. She was the one that says like, I guess I'll go fuck myself yep. every time she tries to explain. Mm-hmm. That's Jenna Canill, mm-hmm. who is the lead until she's killed in Terrifier, ah. the original. And I remember seeing Terrifier. And fucking hating that movie. But like I was like, that actress is like doing a lot of damn good work in carrying like the horror of Art the Clown mm-hmm. and making it going like, this sucks that she's not gonna be like become something. And like when I saw her, I was like, fuck yeah, like you're actually starring in a real movie. I'm hoping I see more from her. Cause she's because she was funny in this. She's funny. Do you think this movie's gonna make money? No. Yes. No. It's a ninety minute movie. That's ninety minute. Our theater movie, was like Mostly full. Mostly yeah. full. How much is this? Uh, I guess it costs 65 $65 million. Million. That's a lot. Well, most of that goes to the cage, probably. <laughs> no, 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 no. Most of, that, most of that goes to the, the gore. The I, I don't think they spent too much on that. Nicolas Cage did it for like $2,000. Uh, and a bunch of cigarettes or something. <laughs> he got some Elvis memorabilia for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not even sure um, if it's I, real. I, I'm no. just glad they didn't make, try to make this like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie like everything seems to be nowadays. And yes. They just do what they, it was and they... We're running out. I think it was a decent movie. And I think that's why I don't hate it. I'm just, like, I just don't care about it. It's because if it was on TV and we were watching it, if this got released direct to Amazon and you were like, watch this, I would feel nothing. I would feel the same. Yeah. And this movie will look fine. Maybe even better on a small TV. It, I think it will. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I hate it. I, I think it's bad. It's just so fucking forgettable. It's very forgettable. Oh, yeah, I'll forget what happened. Very forgettable. Yeah. You're right. Um, what were we doing next? We're moving right along to Dungeons and Dragons. Something that's not forgettable. Speaking of Hugh Grant. <laughs> Segway. Andy. Segway machine. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. You need to Give us a fighting chance. We're going to need strength. You got this, right? I know you don't. We also need courage. Back to school. Magic. And you. What is that again? It's an owlbear. 
be warned. There is evil here. I'm glad he's on our side. Wanna hold on to that? This one's dangerous. But whatever happens... We'll be ready. What is it exactly that you bring to this? I'm a planner. I make plans. You've already made the plan, so... If the existing plan fails, I make a new plan. So you make plans that fail? No. He also plays the loot. Not relevant. Dungeons and Dragons. Do you want me to do this one? Yeah, you got Honor amongst thieves. Amongst? Among? Among. Amongst? Among. No. S-T-T-H. I don't think amongst would... Amongst. I think that would grammatically be incorrect. I'm sure it is. Um... Directed by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, whoever Best they are. for uh, Game Night. Oh, right, Game Night. Yeah, That's right. And one of them stars in Freaks and Geeks. Yes. Well, yeah, Jonathan Francis Daly, right? There you go. Um, Chris Pine is in this movie. He plays... Edgin. He's Edgin, who's the DM, right? No, he's, he's the bard. He's just the bard. He's yeah. a bard. No, the DM is uh, Regina Jean Page's character. Oh, is it? Yeah. He's definitely the, the DM character. I thought he was the... Um, he's a paladin. Paladin, yeah. He's a paladin, but he's a very super overpowered paladin who jumps in to move the story along. He's 100% a DM character. Oh, I just thought Chris Pine was a DM because he's like, I make, I make plans. No, he's because he's a bard. Because uh, bards are usually egotistical. But he I also doesn't play Dungeons and Dragons. Do any of us play Dungeons no, and Dragons? No, because no, that is what the bard is supposed to, that's what bard's supposed to do. What? A bard's supposed to be like very egotistical, be like the plan maker because they have... I think like high end. I don't know. I'm but he also doesn't do anything. Though. No, but I but think it doesn't that's, matter. that's meant to be. The Michelle DM Rodriguez. Is, the DM is definitely Reggie Jean Page. Uh, no, absolutely. Talk I've about talked, that later. I have talked to people who it. are huge Dungeons and Dragons End of people the friendship. Who say that is 100% what it is. I, I'm indifferent to, <laughs> to that stuff. Um, he has a, a daughter. He is married. He wants to be a... Harper, whatever the fuck that is, and um, he is a Harper, but he can't stop stealing shit, and so at some point the Red Wizards come after him, they kill his wife, and he becomes um, a thief with Michelle Rodriguez to earn some money, and she plays Holga. Um, They meet Hugh Grant, who's Forge, who is an ambitious rogue and con artist, says Wikipedia. Um, They meet, they also part of their crew is Justice Smith from Detective Pikachu, and and the uh, last two Jurassic Park sequels, which were terrible. Um, he's the he's the sorcerer. He got some. Uh, and Sophina's in their their original squad too. Who? Sophina, the the main villain of it, is in their original squad. Oh yeah, yeah. she's yeah. What, you Who's know. Anthony Head's daughter oh. from Buffy? Um. Sophia Lillis is Doric. She's a uh, druid who turns into lots of stuff. Um, what's the what's the what's the point of this? Uh, they go to jail. They gotta get out. Of, they get out of jail. They're gonna rescue his daughter from Hugh Grant, who is now a lord. Um, but the Red Wizard, he's hanging out with that Red Wizard, and she's gonna bring back her master or whatever. And uh, there's 
uh, Rene Jean Page is in this, and he's, you know, he comes and takes him and saves him. Uh, we can go into it. Doesn't matter. It's. I mean, it, it hit every single plot detail. I thought this movie was great. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It, one of my favorite movies of the year. It was my number two. It's my number two. I don't have. I haven't started like a list yet, but I can uh, rest assured we will be talking about the walk over the rock scene when we do our top ten moments of the year. Which one? When Rene Jean Page is <laughs> walking. Oh, when he walks away. And Chris yeah. Pine is narrating. <laughs> He's to walk out the rock. He's going to walk around it? Nope. He's nope, going over right. it. This, um, is, this is one of the funniest movies I've seen in the theater in a long time. I, re- I could not stop laughing. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Movie. Um, I thought it was just a good time. I thought it was pretty, pretty well done. I thought that, um, you know, the special effects, the CGI's weren't, um, weren't great. But it did what it had to do to to sell what it was what it was trying to sell. I thought all the performances were good. Chris Pine continues to be um, very good in things he has no business being good in. Um, he's very funny. He's like, great in this. Underrated funny. Um, Michelle Rodriguez. I I am assuming she got paid the most to have emotions. It's her it's, best performance I've seen her in, in a long. It's the best use of like just her as a badass, and yeah, and then she carries like actually like a real yeah emotional arc. Emotion arc. Yeah. What was weird? Like I just kept thinking of like I told my wife after we saw it because we took the whole we you know took the kids and stuff and um, they loved it. And we you know they don't play Dungeons and Dragons either, but like they you know didn't none of that shit mattered at all. You could totally follow what's happening just kind of mm-hmm. based on what's happening. Um, I was like, we, I just want to go home and watch Widows. Like all I want to do is watch Michelle Rodriguez just you know, do amazing acting um, after this. And then, uh, do anyone want to claim the greatest cameo in the history of film? <laughs> it's pretty close. Oh, the, the Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper was so funny. What the funny. fuck is happening? <laughs> Where did it, it come so from? Why is he in this? But it was so good. So, oh, man. It was out of nowhere. All of a sudden, little Bradley Cooper is there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you think they were on set together? Him and no, Michelle Rodriguez? I, no, no, I, fi- I figure he, wherever he was, he just green screened his sh- scene in and they superimposed uh, him there. Perfect, though. It was so funny. I was literally <laughs> sat up in my seat and was just like, <laughs> squinting. So like, is it him? Why is he doing this? My thing, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I really have a hard time remembering, like, the st- I, know, I, I know it doesn't matter. I have a really hard time remembering the story beats and how like they come together in this. I know that probably doesn't matter. See my synopsis for yeah. <laughs> a real-time example of trying to describe exactly what's happening in this movie. But I think it's so I think it's a lot of fun, but I just don't think it's like a perfect a great I don't think it's a great movie. No, but that's the thing. I think it did, I think it succeeds fun. at what Renfield failed at, which is knowing what it is and just doing that. And then because it knows what it is, everyone inside of it feels comfortable to kind of play and, and, and make some broad choices, which leads it to, which takes it out of the realm of like just a high fantasy Lord of the Rings ripoff and makes it something else, makes it something more knowing. Yeah, what the original and, Dungeons and, and Dragons was. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in, in, in that makes it interesting. Which makes it more even more fun. This movie is just fun, especially when you know we talked about Quantum Mania a couple of weeks ago. Quantum Mania is no fun at all, at all. And even when it's like kind of funny and stuff, it's not a fun movie. It felt weird to me to have fun at the movies, especially when we're going to talk about a movie in a second that 
I'm pretty sure I'm alone in the theater. I was alone in that theater just being like, I don't like this at all. Oh, spoiling it, huh? Spoiling it. But that, but it was weird. Poor guy's wearing Nintendo 64 <laughs> the shirt. Di- the dichotomy between those two things where I, I, it really, I enjoyed the shit out of my time with Dungeons & Dragons is because it, 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 it was content to just be fun. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's content to be fun. That, that uh, graveyard sequence is oh, hilarious man, so as hell. Funny. Terrific. Uh, and like, it has those moments that I remember. Yeah. Like hilarious sequences. I think that entire like final... Um, not the final battle per se, but the, uh, well, I do, I did appreciate when Sophia Elias just, that's enough. And she just looks and then keeps pounding her, but no, no uh, that was great. <laughs> yeah. but I, think, I think in terms of like a really well shot action sequence, the entire like maze running sequence was, yeah. was actually pretty well done from like a pure action shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Grant's tremendous. He's not Paddington tremendous, Paddington but too tremendous, his, but his turn of playing a schmarmy, like just. Well, have you seen Dylan? Have you like, seen Paddington yeah, too? Of course, yeah. okay. It's like he needs to keep this up. It's great. Well, absolutely, it's a great turn by him. Yeah, no, he's. I think he's doing a good job selecting um, these roles that he only has to spend like three or four days on on set, like doing, um, and he and, can just kind of ham it up and deliver some Hugh Grantness. What was your Detective Pikachu opinion like? Um, I enjoy. I enjoyed it because. I mean, it's hard for me because, like, I took my my guy to see it, and he loved it. Yeah. Because he got to see Pokemons, like, for real. And I put that in air quotes. Um, That's but, how I felt, and I loved it. And I thought it was, <laughs> I, again, I, I thought Detective Pikachu was a lot of fun. The only thing I disliked about Detective Pikachu is it decided to skew heavy and dark <clears throat> instead of staying pretty light through, throughout, the, throughout. And that's the thing. I, I, like, the thing I would say is, like, I think it's fine. But I didn't like Justice Smith in it. I don't, didn't like Justice. I didn't get the Justice Smith thing until this. The, and this was like perfect. In this this yeah. is the first time like the actual like kind of quasi romance between him and Sophia Lillis is solid. Yeah. Like it actually actually buy it. He has like a decent charisma in it. Yeah. He plays like a good. Technically, he's him and he's like a co lead probably to Edgen. Like him and him and Chris Pine are the co lead. I think Michelle Rodriguez yeah. is probably technically like the I, all th- I, think, I guess all three of them. Sophia like Lillis is like the She seems sad. Yeah. She seems sad. Another great action sequence is that one shot animal shifting sequence. Like it's actually is a really impressive yeah. action scene. I mean, it was good. I want to see more owl bears because over I know. <laughs> I know. This is actually we only got two owl bears. But it's awesome. I think they're really popular in the in the game. But that's didn't you like that about the movie? And again, See, I didn't this play is the, the thing, game. Actually, yes. What did I say when I left the movie? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, you think I was confused. I, I was confused and slightly scared because I didn't understand what was going you were on. Like, a, like an old person <laughs> in, the, in the modern day, like <laughs> picking up an iPhone for the first time. Like, what is this? Somebody called me mid, and I saw a TikTok where they were over speaking another audio. No, but like. I was like, I feel like I should have known more of the things that were going on. It was like the first time you ever watch things and like you kind of pick up on the Easter eggs. Like there was so, yeah. Like for some reason, I don't know yeah, why, this. I felt super uncomfortable not knowing. Oh, the special. Things. I didn't I know like, either. But when they showed when he when they emptied out that you know um, when they went into the underdark, I think I got that right. Yeah, I think it's the underdark. And they dumped out that like you know basket of shit and he's like oh it's a it's a staff that what is it called like the 
not a te- I don't want to say teeter totter. It's definitely know, it's not a, what it it's is. Like a portal gun. So. Portal, but it's like a thing. Yeah. And I knew it was. It was. I was like, oh, that's clearly a thing in the game, and he's using it how you would use it. And I'm sure someone that was really into Dungeons and Dragons, which there was in the screening we went to, to the point where my wife was really confused because in the maze scene when they like show the other team, and apparently one of the other teams is. Um, is based off of the cart the, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from like the eighties. It's like that collection of players, but in real life. And there were people next to us that were clapping and like cracking up. And she was just like, "What? What did I miss?" Well, I wonder. And I was like, "Oh, it's just a Dungeons and yeah. Dragons thing." I wonder That's if it's fine. like a personal thing because like my longtime college girlfriend has like literally wrote published books by Wizards of the Coast in Dungeons and Dragons. And so maybe I was just like, I feel like. I would have been a better boyfriend if I had known more of these. But it things. wasn't. You didn't think it was okay to just know that it probably was an Easter egg, but not oh, like understand that yeah. the egg. I, I, maybe it was like a little self reflection. Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. Like, it's fine that I know everything. It, it didn't take away from the movie. No, it right didn't. No, no. Absolutely, the movie is not like the movie doesn't go like you should know this. Like maybe there's a bit of like, sit, like locational awareness of where you are. That maybe I think that know. I think that is. That is totally fair. And if you are, if, and that I think speaks to the scream thing too, is that if you're not up on the scream stuff and you go into one of these scream movies, you're like, what the fuck is going on? And it's the same thing with like. Well, except for the first scream. Right. But it's the same thing with any of these like movies that take place in an established world. If you're not like in on the world, you're just sitting there being like, I don't know what this is supposed to, I don't know what this is supposed to be. Well, it's not even supposed to be. It's like just like where, like, how am I getting from here to here? Like, they mentioned that I'm like, sure. where is that? So, so locationally, I, I was talking to our mutual friend Anna, who's knows D and D, yeah, and she really enjoyed the movie because they're kind of going on all these different quests, and they they're mostly dead ends. It's almost how you play D and D, so it's kind of like mimicking like how people actually play the game. Like, oh, we're just gonna go explore that, and then they're gonna get this thing, this helm, and then. It doesn't work, so whatever. We'll go to the next place, and we'll just keep going and exploring, and that's all it was. And it was kind of fun that way. Like I didn't know, realize that, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of it's yeah. kind of how people would play a session of D and D. Yeah, and I I never played it, but I felt that in the in the in the moment watching it, and I think that's why it's good. It has a lot of Easter eggs, but it was never gatekeeping, and I think oh that no, was for cool. sure, no, it just awesome. it's just fun. Awesome. No, for sure. It just, bo- it just bothered me. <laughs> Personally. You don't need to know everything, Mario. I feel like I should. <laughs> Gotta fucking do it. The intervention. Podcast intervention. Um, Gandalfi. Mario. Pause. I want to I milk this dramatic pause. Should I go first or last with my opinion? Of, of the, the final of movie? The, of the next movie. Of Super Mario? Yeah. Well, we have to talk about Super Mario, but what happens in the movie? Who's going to do that? Should, is Andy going to do it? No, you guys can do it. Okay. I, I, I got this. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back in a second and talk about Super Mario Brothers. Oh, I got this. No problem. Yes! Come on, Mario! Our big adventure begins now! Ah, get it off, get it off, get it off! There's a huge universe out there with a lot of galaxies. They're all counting on us. 
pressure. Luigi are Italian-American Brooklyn plumbers. They're not successful. Their father disapproves of everything uh, because Mario's trying to start his own business and leave his old job. Is Spike, is Spike from, a, is Spike from a, ga- a game? Yeah, well, kind of. I think it's based on a villain from an earlier game. but Like a Jumpman thing? Is it supposed to be? Isn't there a Spike... Yeah, it's one of the... Uh, there's a Spike Koopa, yeah. so I think oh. it was sort of a play off of that. Anyhow, they're unsuccessful. Voiced by Sebastian Maniscalco. Yes. Let's not forget Sebastian Maniscalco. He's a comedian. Oh, okay. He was in The Irishman briefly. Oh, okay. Was he the one that gets beat up by he elderly... Gets... Yeah, um, no. He's in, he's in a scene where... He's in the scene where elderly Robert De Niro shoots up that restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mario and Luigi are unsuccessful. Um, eventually, Brooklyn gets a huge flooding problem, which we never really like a learned. Water a water main, main like, breaks, yeah. Like a, like a bad one. Yeah, like the yeah. biggest water main in history. Yeah. <laughs> Great water effects, by the way. Um, they try to fix it, uh, but eventually they discover a warp pipe underneath Brooklyn, which I think, is that from the movie? Like the original movie? I don't know. I, don't, I, I think they seen pretty much disowned that. that movie, so oh, okay. I doubt that they would reference it. Anyways, they get sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom, whereas Luigi gets sucked into the, the, the Darklands. Uh, Mario meets Princess Peach, and Princess Peach is like, holy shit, Bowser's coming for us, and he's going to blow us up. And she's like, we got to stop this. And Mario's like, I got to save my brother. And they're like, okay. And then Toad, whose voice pretty, that's a pretty, pretty well done voice by Keegan-Michael Key. Unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like, okay, let's go. We got to go get the Kong. And so they go, and then like Seth Rogen's like, ah, Donkey Kong. And then like, he fights Donkey <laughs> Kong. And then he wins because he becomes a cat. Uh, and then the Kongs are like, okay, let's go. Let's go into the Rainbow Road. But they don't go into space. And that made me sad. I was hoping they were going to go into space. But instead, they're just over water. Bowser's like, I expect that. Um, and then stuff happens and then, but Bowser really wants to marry he's also he's also at this point kidnapped Luigi um, the yeah. star thing is, is sad in the prison the, the Luma star is the Luma funny. star was that from Mario Galaxy yeah Galaxy oh right 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 is that, the, is that the stars in Mario Galaxy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was weird that they're the they were here. There was no Rosalina anywhere. Not even in like one of the end credit yeah. scenes. Was there end credit scenes? There's uh, two. There's oh, two. I left. Uh, was there Daisy in one of them? No, no. it's Bowser and then a Yoshi egg. So, ah, even Yoshi though we've egg. already seen Yoshi's, yeah, but yeah, not, not Yoshi's. Yoshi, yeah. Well, there was no Birdo either. Well, they, we have sequels coming, Mario. Oh, well, many, we're <laughs> many sequels. Uh, where was I at? Cat, uh, Rainbow Road. Uh, Bowser really wants to get married to Peach, and he's going to sacrifice a bunch of yeah, <laughs> a that, bunch of characters because Bowser, Bowser's really evil. Uh, and then they fight Bowser, but then they get sucked back into Brooklyn because of a bullet Bob, Bill, bullet Bill, bullet Bill, bullet Bill blowing up a warp pipe, and then they go into Brooklyn. But then Mario and Luigi become super powerful with the, the star power. I don't mm-hmm. know what that's called. 
and then they beat up Bowser, and then they make him eat a blue blue mushroom. They become small, and then then they win the day, and their father approves of them, and everyone's happy. And I like this movie quite a bit. <laughs> you like this movie? That is shocking to me. Yeah, I think it's really derivative, really stupid, but I did have fun with it, and mostly because the animation. I thought you was really rocks. good. I thought it was going to be pretty good. I'm. Oh. I, I don't want to go. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I'm gonna push. I'm no, gonna, no. This, this is this is why this is why I asked for the two. <laughs> so, and, I, and there's this one of these. Is, we oh. thought we were. I knew, I knew it was gonna. I knew this was gonna be. We a, thought we were going to do this episode. This, oh, yeah, but we are. That's fine. We are not. I knew this is gonna be the. I, I could go downstairs. I, I knew this was gonna be the conversation. I. I. Well, Andy, Andy, you, you also like. I, lo- I, I, I didn't love love this movie. It was a good. Good, good time. Oh, see, I just... The story wasn't great. Look at that. I did it. You didn't see it. There is no story. There is no story, but... I don't know. I'm I'm a homer. Like, I love Nintendo shit. Um, There's so many, like, callbacks, Easter egg stuff from all the games I played. Probably all of them. I mean, I I think it's so fucking forgettable. But, like, I was watching it going, like, this is pretty to look at. And I'm having a good time. Jack Black was just funny. Jack Black was very good. Very good in this. You know, fucking sucked really quickly though. Not Chris Pratt. Charlie Day. Yeah. Fucking yeah. sucked. But they didn't give him ass. anything to you do. But he didn't even like try to have a voice. But they also didn't try to make Luigi do anything. Yeah, there should have been a Luigi's Mansion sequence. That was disappointing. That's what I was well, there's like a little bit of a nod to it. And that's I, there's a bunch of I found this movie deeply, deeply terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, like in an in an a way that speaks to kind of like an existential dilemma in not like cinema, but maybe, but and not even like in the culture, but maybe that too. But like, and I'm a super liberal, but like in like a globalist way where like this movie doesn't is set up to do this movie doesn't do anything. It's got nothing to say. It's not funny. It's like, so it's pretty to look at. But it's also like I've come, and this is maybe a, a fault of my own, with these, with these modern like animated movies, I've come to expect like for them to make an aesthetic choice and for that aesthetic choice to be rooted in something that's like happening in the, in the film or like in its, in its um, narrative quality and in its, in its story beats or something like that. Um, this movie kind of nods to like a, like a, a a puffery, even and Illumination's getting good at this. Like the it's a char- puffery, you mean? Like like a stuffed like a stuffed animal type thing. And they, mm. when they zoom in on things, there's you can almost kind of like see a stitching, and it looks very pillowy. Like um, I'm thinking of the the scenes that I'm thinking of specifically are like when Mario is doing that godforsaken obstacle course. That was oh my god. <laughs> Fact, I, I really almost, like this. I almost scene. I went with my whole family, not just my whole family. How the my, kids? How the kids like it? They they liked it. My, I, I didn't think they'd love it. My yet. brother and um, and my wife liked it way more than the kids and way more than me. But like <laughs> when I almost got up and walked out when she was like doing the obstacle course, she's like, "There's these power ups that are all around us and you can use them and blah blah." And I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" And Fred Armisen is terrible, but like 
that was like the second most egregious part of this. Fred Armis and the wizard? No, no he's, he's Cranky a, Kong. The, the, oh, oh, yeah. He's, he's fucking he's awful. Yeah, he's awful. Not, not good. He but, is terrible. But when, or in like the, uh, you know, the, the, um, the, the mirror of that comment about the power ups is when Cranky Kong's like, you know what we need now? Carts. And then like ACDC's Thunderstruck starts playing. The and most- then there's the fucking wheel of the. Thunderstruck is the most expensive song a license. True fact. There, there was. The I shouldn't music? say that. That might be a. My son got. Music my son got most excited when Thunderstruck came on. Yeah, I got pretty pumped. Not too. like any other part in the movie. When Thunderstruck started, he's like, "Dad, ACDC, Thunderstruck," and he was like, mm. "And I was like." I, I awesome. thought I thought the use of licensed music in this was stupid as shit. I don't know. I, I think there should I really, be no. I, don't know. I love ACDC. No licensed music. Love ACDC it. and yeah, Super Mario. But this, but like yes. this is I, what is the point of this movie? This move. The point of this movie is to make more Super Mario Brothers movies and to sell Super Mario yeah. games. Yes. yes, and it made me kind of sad. Oh, so I think it's I think it's a pointless experience of a movie. And that, that's what, I think that's what bummed me out. Like, bummed well, you me know, out hard. So I saw, so I saw this boot. I got to an early showing. Uh-huh. And I, got, I was the first one to sign up for a ticket. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to choose a seat in the, like the third row up in, in the risers. Uh-huh. Like second over. And I'm going to be fine. Like maybe they're, like I figure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to sell, t- like buy tickets. Uh-huh. And like maybe there will be a person to my left. But, like, there's only one seat to my right, and so nobody's going to take that seat. You know, my show timer starts. I look at the thing. Nope. Some fucking psychopath has taken the one seat to my right. <laughs> so what did I decide to do? Did I go up to the riser and take my seat? Fuck that. You killed that guy. No, I went. Nobody <laughs> nobody had taken a seat in the first three rows. Uh-huh. Like the, you know, yeah, the, the yeah. rows up against the screen. I was just like, fucking, if somebody, if a Cinemark employee comes up to me and is like, nobody's assigned to that seat, I'd be like, listen, man, I just don't want to fucking, I thought that for a bit, but I was, I sat in the second row, so I was like this, like my neck was cranked against it, mm-hmm. and, the, the, like, I was just having a lot of fun, just like, <clears throat> taking in the sights, the fact that, like, there is divots, like, divots from welding in the metal, of the bars, I was like, I was like, that's cool. This is my fucking avatar from a vision. I, I was more visually impressed by the entirety of this film than I was by Avatar. That's why I had a lot of fun with this. I yeah. think the entire movie is dumb. I like Chris Pratt's vocal. I like some of the vocal. Yeah, I like some of the vocal performances. Anna Taylor Joy is just being Anna Taylor. Joy. I thought she was really. I thought she was really good. Peach, but I, again, they didn't give her anything to do. No, exactly. I, I, but like, I think the vocal performances, fucking outside of Charlie Day. Who's not given a lot to do? Obviously, I think he's trying to do something. Uh, Fred Armisen can be launched into space, um, literally. Not like, even just for this. I mean, Seth Rogen no, was Seth Rogen, but it's still, it's still funny. It, it fits that Donkey Kong yeah. kind no, of thing. I thought but, it was great. It, it, Jack Black was fantastic. But like, I stopped caring about like the the movies didn't mean anything to me. It was just like what like walking in Red Dead Redemption Two, and just like seeing cool shit. So, like, do I have an actual opinion of this movie? Probably not, because I think the movie itself has a plot structure, and, like, the story beats are very dull. Like, 
oh, we're going to hear you have to be you have to learn how to do it. Then we're going to walk to these things like, no, that none of that works. But man, visually, was I like, this is awesome. See, but the visually like I thought it looked good, but I also thought it didn't have a personality. And I've come to and this again, this is maybe a failing of me. I've come to expect a specificity of personality in the animation of these movies, even the Peanuts movie which I feel like nobody saw, but I've watched like a bajillion times, had a specific animation style that was relative to the, like, not just like the story was telling, but like to the brand. And so it was, it was related to Charles Schultz's drawings. It was, but like, it tried to three-dimensional those, three-dimensionalize or whatever the term is. Maybe there's not even a term. Maybe I just Add coined depth. something. Add depth to like those drawings. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and... And that made it interesting because it almost kind of felt like it took the comic and then, and then, like expanded it. And it's the same thing with like Puss in Boots: Last Wish, which took, you know, it uses Into the Spider Verse as a model for like hand drawn stuff, like, but like including Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to do right. Or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles almost seems like it's going to push it into like a different direction where it's like more claymation, yeah. more tactile. Are we, are we excited for that, by the way? Yes, very. I'm very excited. Very yeah, excited, yeah. Very, very excited. Yeah. I'm going to temper my expectations. On don't. I think that's going to be, I think it's going to fucking rock. It's going to be awesome. I'm very. I hope it's good. I just don't want to let It seems like a super down. good time. No. I don't want to be let down either. But even, but like you could even point to like the Lego movies. Like, have a, have a specific aesthetic that is only theirs and that is related. I mean, again, it's Legos, so it, they make it look like Legos, and that's, that's it. This seemed very, again, very detailed, but to, to no real, like, no, I, effect. I, I think this was, like, for me, it felt like a tech demonstration, even though it didn't yeah. have, like, a continuous voice. But, like, man, was I, like, tied into that. But did, like, would I ever watch it again? No, because I wouldn't see it on the big screen. But like that, the water effects during like the Brooklyn stuff, mm-hmm. followed by the like the obstacle course you don't like, like watching the technical the like the technical aspect of that very mm-hmm. close up, followed by the Donkey Kong stuff, and then it kind of loses like by the like the last act I was tuned out. Actually, I was kind of hoping in my dream world I was watching this movie going like, man, when Bowser went into the real world, I hope he was going to say like Mario's going to say you have we have one thing here you don't. And Bowser's got like, what's that? Permanent death and like slash his fucking throat. <laughs> Could you imagine that? And just like, no, that would have been fucking awesome. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> if, that had, if that had happened, how would you have felt about this? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> just like that would have been because that would have been a choice. <laughs> that again, that would have been like we're not trying. To, so again, we went to the movies. Just they make all this fluff, and then just fucking Bowser gets his throat. We slash. went to the movies tonight. The movie theater. Well, there's a but lot you of people with there. My family, <laughs> straight into the eye. Just, um, just, this is Brooklyn. There is no, but you fucked with my family from Scream Six. This was gonna be. This is gonna make a lot of money this weekend. You know what I mean? It's gonna make. It's gonna make a hundred and like twenty. No, but it made a hundred. One or forty nine or whatever. I thought it made two hundred billion last weekend. Well, globally, it made like three hundred and seventy eight. Yeah. No, I thought it made two hundred million over the weekend. I thought it was like one thirty over the weekend, but something like that. I don't know. Regardless, it's going to drop, but it's not going to drop a lot. There was a lot of people at the movie theater. Yeah, a lot. I mean, it was one hundred fifty million. Was it one hundred fifty million dollar budget? I think I'm gonna look. Oh, the five day estimates were. Oh, it was a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, it's already up over 
Sure. And they're already working on the Made $146 million over the three-day weekend, $204 million over the five-day frame. Wow. Nice. Good for you. Um, that is... They made a movie with no personality. That's easy to sell to people based on, like, nostalgia. And part of me wishes I, part of me wishes I really liked it. I will say this though, but like this, again, it just, this is my this is actually a big problem I have with it. Yeah, it isn't nostalgia. There's like, and like, I understand like there's a bunch of callbacks, but the callbacks are to like Mario Kart Eight, Super Mario Galaxy. Well, there's like, there's like, like, like a slight Mario there's a universe. slight Jumpman stuff. Yeah, um, there's like the kind of cool. But like everything is like I from, love those scenes uh, that you're gonna reference, like the, when they, when it goes 2D platformer. Oh yeah, I, those the, those two scenes when he's trying to get from one place part, and then with the Donkey Kong, I thought that yeah. was the best part of the movie. I thought that was really that was from an innovation part standpoint. Yeah, the 2D, I thought that was the 2D innovative. scene when they're trying to get to the house. Yeah, it looks yeah, great. Uh, yeah, the Donkey Kong scene was a disappointment. Outside of like the technical side for me though, because like they have the red bars, and I was like, oh, he's gonna start throwing barrels and they're going to roll uh-huh. and like but like my my issue is is there is no like not a lot of nostalgia because that is from like new super mario brothers which is a wii u game mm-hmm. like all the stuff in this game this movie is from like 2013 to present Mario. But they can like, also... there's no yeah. old-ass Mario stuff. No, but they can also do that because Mario really hasn't changed a lot in, in... I mean, even when they do, like... There's no Odyssey callbacks here. You get that star... Um, Imagine if you had Galaxy. beat... From Galaxy, but... Imagine like, they if you beat Bowser do... with a water, like, water uh, thing. Yeah. Um, or if you beat Bowser by fucking throwing three colored pills into his mouth. I mean, the, the cat thing was funny to me, but... Uh, if you're playing the games, like right, but like so that's the, all modern. The like, weird. Yeah. So to your point, the it like was a Donkey Kong callback, but it was he does also play Kid but it was also Smash Brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's I almost expected like a floating rainbow I mean, colored Smash, block with a over, question it's mark. It's more on Smash it. Brothers than yeah. It is more Smash Brothers than. Uh, but that's and that's I think the thing that like just bugged me was that they were just like, how much of this can we fit in here? That's not even. We're not even making any comments on anything. We're literally just showing you exactly what the game is. And that's the thing. That's why the Mario Kart thing, everyone I've talked to was like, when they hit Rainbow Road, that was so awesome. I was like, no, that's that the worst. so that is the worst. stupid. That's the worst sequence Because they didn't the even try to, to do anything interesting with it. They you were just like, let's just do Mario Kart. You know what's the worst sequence of the film? And I mentioned this to Andy over text. Why does Peach have an ass? Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, and there's, there, and there's like a she bo- gets, and there's a below shot when yeah. she's walking toward with, or Toad. like the the back shot too when yeah. she gets back to Mushroom King. It's just like, yep, she definitely has a this girl squats. I'm like, why? Why? Why are we doing this? Yeah, why are we trying to make like anatomies of peaches real? Like, just it's okay. She just has legs. It's fine. It's a cartoon. Who gives a shit? But they're like, nope, she's a woman. Anat, we gotta. Make sure. I mean, if we had seen Donkey Kong's, like, you know. <laughs> but the tie was covering it. Yeah. So. Like, but if, like, something had happened, like, the tie had been like, brutal. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, weird. 
I, uh, it was a weird experience. Yeah, I don't think I like it necessarily as a movie. No, um, I, I, I told you, it's not a great movie. I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think, I think you like it has, like, an experience as a Mario fan, right? Yeah. And yeah. I like it has a tech demo no, and, for good and I, visuals. The first thing I'm like, this looks way better than any of those fucking Despicable Me movies. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I've watched one of really them. really stepped up their shit. So I, I thought it looked way better than any of those movies. Yeah. I just thought it was... It was um, they did step up their shit, but it reminded me a lot of the Despicable Me movies, and they seem like impersonal. And well, they seem like designed to, to, to they, just, they seem designed towards marketing rather than being oh, like. I fully you know, expect uh, all the sequels. To be, I'll, I'll probably tune out on Mario Four. But I mean, I'll, I'll keep watching they're until they're gonna, they're yeah. gonna, <laughs> I was same. They're gonna fucking do it now. Yeah, of to course. The, to the two of you, what? Like, it's gonna make both of you angry. Yeah, no, you I'll, I'll get angry once they really fuck everything up. But no, no, they're going to fuck up. I, there's going to be a Mario movie, another Mario movie coming, but you know what's coming next. A Zelda movie's coming. I don't know. It's, it's coming. I will watch it. Yeah, of course I'll watch it. It's my favorite. I watch IP, this. So. That might make you, like, break a screen. But again, I don't, I don't think there's... The Zelda thing is less of an imperative because they're going to move... They're going to move units of Tears of the Kingdom unlike and switches with Tears of the Kingdom unlike anything they've done with Mario. That game doesn't look fun. But I also... But did I also, you see the new trailer? I did today. That, no, that, that new me, trailer looked awesome. That made me think it didn't look fun because it looked like an anime. It's probably all the cutscenes. Yeah, the cutscenes And then there's the like a the hundred hours so. of, of gameplay to see all those cutscenes. Can there be a, a Zelda game where Link turns into a bad guy? Like, can there be like? Well, a there twist? is a Dark Link. So. No, but like the actual Link, like oh. goes like fuck this shit. Shadow Link. Me and Ganon. Like these these Nintendo games. And, and we, no, we're winding down the podcast here. These Nintendo or games. Or are we just getting started? Need to have some fucking edge, right? Nintendo games are never. They disagree, have edge, man. That's the thing with Nintendo IP. It they never, it's never yeah, they disagree. You know what was weird is that I was playing Resident Evil 4 on the Switch. The not, remake? Not the no. remake. The original one. The remake is pretty visually. I, I'm, I'm not going to play it because I don't like Resident Evil. But Yeah, I've been, I just, I've been, um, I've been into it. I don't know. I, I think just because of like the Last of Us episodes that worked, which we talked about, like I just kind of liked the, the world. That, that, and I was like, oh, Resident Evil kind of does this, and I played through the Better than one. The Last of Us did. Um, and then I played through four because it was on game. sale for like seven bucks, and so four. But like, um, when you beat the game, you get new costumes, and when you change Leon's costume, Ashley's costume, you know what I'm talking about. Ashley, Ashley yeah. is if people like, don't know. Leon is the protagonist of the game, and yeah. Ashley is the, the president's pres- daughter who you are meant to save. And well, who you do save. in the original, like you know, in the game, she's wearing like an orange sweater with like a, a another sweater, an orange sweater vest with another sweater tied around her shoulders for the whole game, and like a green skirt and huge boots. And when you get like the new costumes, you don't you don't know what she's wearing, but you just change Leon's costume, and then she's wearing in her new costume is like a white like halter top and like super tight bell bottoms, and I was like. This is so weird because I'd been playing Breath of the Wild through again and they would never do anything like that in a Nintendo game ever, like have any kind of like edge or anything. And I was like, I just feel wrong playing this game. All that shit's taken out. All that shit's taken out of the remake, by the way. Yeah, 
Good, because it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's super fucking weird. But like to your point, they've not they're not interested in Edge Nintendo. Well, I mean, they're not like, interested I don't, at I don't all. mean Edge. I just mean like a, a story twist. Like give give they're me just, a. They're not interested. Give me a story twist. That's, that's an why, Edge. That's why I don't. That's Edge. You always need a heel turn, don't you, Mario? With not all your wrestling, he, not a heel turn. I just need like a twist of something. I just need like you a want Vince McMahon to be in <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Jesus. <laughs> I just need like a. I don't like not necessarily like somebody turns evil. I just need like something new. Like these games keep like producing the same thing over and over. And that's like I don't give a shit about Nintendo games because they're fun to play. But it's just like okay, I played this and I've played it again. So that's really like yes. Silk Song is going to do something. It's going to do something new, which is probably why it's not out yet. But it's gonna it, it's gonna feel new, yeah. right? Fuck yeah. But it, it might not be. It might be the same sort of thematic structure, but it's gonna feel new. But I think that's why I think that's where some why something like Metroid Dread felt interesting because with like the Emmys, they're like this is kind of a twist, even though they've been in other games. Um, but like the idea that they're chasing you, you mm. have to escape them. Um, there's like this constant threat of them. Um, that is that is something they did new because like people love Metroid sure. Dread, but it's but Metroid Dread didn't sell any units. Like, it was popular, but it didn't sell games. Well, because people... So, it's basically, the, the fault is that people are fucking morons. But that's where the Mario Brothers movie makes me kind of sad, because all they, they know they're going to sell Mario games now. They're going to sell Switches, and they're going to sell Mario games, because kids want to play Mario. And this movie is, this movie is for kids. There has, there's no jokes in it at all. No jokes. Uh, no, the only uh, jokes is the Lumo Star. The Lumo Star is really funny, and, and Jack Black is really funny. Yeah, so. but like the Peaches song is just is a classic song. It is annoying. It's number <laughs> one. I enjoyed the shit out of the song. So oh, when that <laughs> happened. When that happened, I was about ready to be like, "Man, I'm visually enjoying this," but like, I'm if, if this well, becomes I knew you were gonna hate that, but this I, becomes I, I a lo- musical. It. it is. Oh yeah. No, if like the movie itself became a musical after that, I was like, Whoa. oh, I would have been even. Who more played a, Who played the wizard guy? Like him, is that is that is that like just an actual voice actor? I don't know. How? What is your guys' opinion of the like Charles Martinet controversy? Who's Charles Martinet? He's the guy that does like the voice of Mario. Oh, but like that he's not that he didn't get to be Mario. Oh my god! Well, my opinion is that he needs to not wear that hat. Yeah, but he, you he see the hat popped up in the in the. He did. He had a voice, he, but like, he voices the father. Yeah, he no, would, no well, he, he voices vo- like a guy. The, the, the dude that was in like the the was it the pizza. No, Martinet. Martinet voices. He, he, did, he voiced like four characters. Yeah, but he, oh, the he big, his big character is the father. Oh, okay. And, and the guy that looked like the original Mario from Donkey Kong, that was yeah, that was in that like that was like. Place. It, if Mario actually used that voice throughout this whole movie, It'd I be would terrible. not have. I, I would no, I think, like, and that's the thing. I, I like. I, I guess Chris Pratt actually. The whole voice controversy. I'm like, I think the, I thought it was Chris good. Pratt was great. I thought it was actually perfect. The weird thing about Chris Pratt is that he can do this stuff. Like he was really good in the Lego movies. He's excellent in the Lego movies. Oh yeah, and he's good. At, well, like, it's Kevin Michael Richardson who did that. He is good in Guardians of the Galaxy. He is good in the the Jurassic World movies. Are just fucking nonsense. But he holds his hand out in front of a Velociraptor like he really thinks it can do something. <laughs> he's not like a good actor, but he's he can do these things okay. Yeah, and he's funny. Yeah, he knows how to he be knows funny. How to sell a line, yes. For sure. So that whole I don't know. The internet needs to just stop. Well, because it was advertised badly, right? Like the fact that 
Well, they're like, like Chris Pratt's going to be Chris Mario. Pratt, he's not going to sound like Mario. And then everyone like lost their well, shit. Well, because they announced it like, it like when COVID was still kind of happening and he was, you know, Chris Pratting during COVID. Yeah. Like, love will cure us and, you know, yeah. Jesus is, mm-hmm. we, we don't have to get vaccinated because of <laughs> Jesus and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. No, the vaccine is uh, the sign of the devil. Don't forget about that. He is a it's my parents now, thing. So. Did you see that? It's making Jamie Foxx sick. That's the thing that's happening on Twitter. Ah, oh, no, not again. The vaccine's killing Jamie Foxx. Well, I would know that if I if NPR told me. But well, they're not on Twitter anymore. So, and who told you that? You did because I did not read that story. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's state-funded yeah. media. Must be the piece of shit. He doesn't know what's going on. That guy has no fucking idea what's coming out of his mouth. That guy is high all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, he's on he's a lot of drugs. All the drugs. Yeah. Like Aaron Rodgers. He still, probably thinks he's, he probably still, still thinks he's banging Amber Heard. Who? Elon Musk. Elon Musk is probably just banging like a concrete wall and thinks it's <laughs> like a woman. Like she loves it. My penis destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> All these mushrooms, oh, I can't feel anything. This is a bad visual. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's just alone in the Twitter offices, just like, ah. Yeah, because you fired everyone. So. You're all fired. <laughs> yeah, I love that. No, he's, no, he's in the Tesla factory, because he has, like, that glass office above everybody, just fucking the glass wall. And, like, there's, like, some of his employees just watching his blood, like, pouring out of his mushroom tip. But don't you feel like when they talk about these things, like, oh, he makes people do stuff? Don't, don't you just want to say, like, just don't, don't. go to work. <laughs> like, oh, he makes me sleep in a sleeping bag in my office all day. It's like, just don't do that. It, it becomes a codependence. Oh, and right we come full circle. Yeah. Ah. All right, what's next, do you think? What's the next, what's the next episode? I don't know. If you had to guess. I mean, we're, we're seeing Evil Dead Rise. I don't think you should see that movie. What? I don't think that's going to be a you movie. No. It's going to give me, it's gonna <laughs> just, give me I nightmares. Just, I, literally, I literally love how you said that. You're like, why? And I was like, I don't think it's going to be a you movie. No. Well, because I think it's going to be a horror movie for the, like its own sake. And those are never my fave. No, it's, it's definitely The trailer gives me nightmares, so I'm, like, I'm excited for it. I am <laughs> starting to be less excited for it because like the director's like, oh, I want to make... He's like doing I thought Dam- that trailer was bad. Yeah, I think he's starting to do Damien uh, Leon things where he's just like, oh, I'm making them. Gross-ass movie. Oh, I know what we're going to do. We're going to have Andy back. I feel like this works. I feel like this is a good dynamic. The Um, trio... Oh, you're stuck. Welcome to the podcast, asshole. You guys will... (laughs) (laughs) That's our our new catchphrase. Um, We'll do Evil Dead Rise. We have to do Bo is Afraid. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We have to do two and a half hours of Bo is Afraid. It's three hours. No, but we'll do two and a half. We'll just, we'll, we'll end right. You might enjoy Bo is Afraid. You're going to watch it anyway. I, I, I mean, I love Ari Aster, but I just don't. Whoa, wait a minute. You got friends, right? <laughs> yeah, you said no. you love Ari Aster to his face. Yeah, we have done it to his face. Oh, okay, good. I like, I like Florence. How has he not punched? How you not punched him? Me? You hate Ari Aster. I hate Ari Aster. I just think he's pathetic. Yeah. Uh. But the bald ass head. The movie looks 
fucking crazy. You know what? But he brought Florence Pugh to the mainstream. So, like, that's, he that's good. good. Again, you know, Ari Aster, you get that. We've had this conversation a lot of times. Hereditary, I don't get what the hype about I, Hereditary was I, I, at all. I liked Hereditary. Midsummer. I don't think it was... I thought Midsummer was much better. We all agree Midsummer's better, right? Yeah. Much yeah, better. better, yeah. And, and way better. Every, the is, internet just blew its goddamn top, by the way. Why? Because they all fucking are like, Midsummer's weird. But hereditary. I think hereditary was. Why do yeah. people say hereditary is the scariest movie they have ever seen? I didn't think it was scary I think it's at all. A goddamn comedy. But I don't think I don't but, even. When the girl's head gets. <laughs> that was at awesome. the beginning was pretty. No, awesome. but also when yeah. Tony Collette is like like slicing off her own head, I was I laughed. I laughed yeah. at that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because so, it's like a twenty. It's which Ari Aster was like what twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine when he did the movie. I was like, this is like what I would like do to be. Highbrow horror at that age, but then he would also do like we we've talked about this before on the podcast. Like he's you know Tony yeah. Collette sawing her head off is one thing. I still prefer the Baba Duke. Tony Collette's like headless body trying to get into the treehouse and like bumping on the bottom of the treehouse is like, are you trying to be like accurate? Like it was what a headless floating body would. It was struggle funny. to get into the. But did he mean it to be funny? I don't, I don't know. know. But what was funnier was at the was right after that when Alex Wolf walks into the. Treehouse and Mar- whatever her name is. What's her name? Um, from Handmaid's Tale. And it's just like, payment, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why? Is that all this is? This is what this is? Like, he's a de- he's the devil? Who cares? You know what would have been a better why movie? Why is she making dioramas and he's the devil? You know what would have been a better movie? relate to each other? You know what would have been a better movie than Hereditary? Than Hereditary is? It's like all that stuff he thinks is happening. But it's really just him dealing with the fact that he decapitated his his little sister, mm-hmm. and like like his fa- like it, Gabriel Byrne and Tony Collette at the end are just like, and they're like listening better. to him like that explain it, like, like, like just like listening, yeah. like like good. she's still kind of hating him. Yeah. Again, so but Midsummer, not everything. Are you guys works. gonna watch Paint? What's Paint? No, God, <laughs> <Owen> Wilson, <laughs> no one Wilson, fucking no. No Bob Ross, Bob Ross. I will. No, I will not. There's a what you call it too. We can watch that's gonna be on streaming soon. I'm not gonna for, watch the Pope's Exorcist though. Oh God, no, we're not gonna. <laughs> we could have gone to see that tonight. I'm not gonna see that movie. Uh, and it's Mars, which is supposed to be a really divisive, horror, like, boring horror movie. <laughs> is that? Yeah. That's like that really that neon horror movie. I don't know if you've seen anything about that. Oh. I like Bo is Afraid and Evil Dead Rise being our next. <laughs> Mario just shakes his head on the podcast for like an hour. When we talk about Bo's Bo Afraid. Bo's Afraid's two weeks from now? 21. Next week, yeah. It's, I think it's releasing in um, New York and L.A. this week, and then it's wide the week after, which seems Wait, weird to me. It's next week? I think, it's this, I think Bo's Afraid is tomorrow in New York and L.A., and then next week is wide. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, we got to probably get a ticket, I guess, if we're going to do it. I kind of want to see Bo's Afraid more. Now. Which one do you want to see first? What? Evil Dead Rise or Bo's Afraid? Are they, they're... The same week. They're the same day. Yeah. You go to see them both. Uh, we'll I'm look. not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll just look at the times, probably. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. It'll be fun. Because fit in. Because Evil Dead Rise is probably what two hours. I don't even know. That. Oh, I would assume Evil Dead Rise. I would. It just let's, seems. Let's all take guesses. I'm gonna guess Evil Dead Rise is 89 minutes. Oh, Hour 47. I was gonna say two hours. Evil Dead Rise is 136 minutes. Mario wins. Wait, how much did you say? Hour 47. I win. Actually, I'm saying 97. 97 minutes is... 
is it's hour, an hour and thirty seven. Thirty seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's still. You said, yeah, no, I'm just saying that's even shorter than what you were saying. That's. I'd, st- I'd still win. Yeah, no, no, you still win. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's short. Oh, I just, we can watch that anytime. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's we, trying to fit in Bo's afraid, but we can actually sleep is going to be a problem. God damn it. We'll, watch, we'll, we'll watch one on Thursday, one on Friday. Yeah. People fine. are going to hate Bo's afraid. Oh, you, so, and we can finish the podcast here. I've heard it compared to, to three films, four films so far. Okay. I've heard it compared to uh, Southland Tales, Under the Silver Lake, um, Sudeckity, New York, mm-hmm. and um, just like all mashed up together. No, just diff- separate people comparing it to these movies. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what was the last one? Well, I think they just did like a Jarmouche. Mm-hmm. They just did a Jarmouche. It looks to me a lot like the crazy, like uh, I think it's gonna be a- the weirdo parts of like a Stephen King book, where like he's only half written it. And so half of it takes place in like an alternate dimension where there's weird worms and things. I think it's going to be an Under the Silver Lake. Well, I mean, when did you guys want to record it? Because then Guardians comes out right at the beginning of the next month. Oh, so maybe we, yeah. I mean, I Guardians is going to be good. I, mean, I, I can record whenever. But it I also would, looks I'd, bad. I'd prefer to do an episode just on Evil Dead and Bo's Afraid, yeah. okay. personally. I'm, I'm, I'm game. Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in, the Mar- in these uh, new Marvel movies. This, this yeah, newest trailer Ant-Man. for Guardians... Looked less good. I didn't see the it looked trailer. Un, for... It looked l- less finished. The Marvels trailer seemed okay, but it, I think the Marvels trailer is another one of those. It, this is very much Dungeons and Dragons. I think it knows what it wants to do, and what it wants to do is be a really long episode of the Marvel of of Ms. Marvel, yeah, and not Captain Marvel two or WandaVision. Oh, absolutely. Like you know whatever. So it's going to be. Fun I think Nia Dacosta has like her pulse on that stuff. So. I think so too, and I think they're going to marginalize. Um, I think they're going to marginalize Brie Larson's take on Ms. like the super serious Ms. Marvel. Like they're going to try to like add some levity to her character. Well, like the trailer already shows that like it's going to be a goofy right. Captain Marvel. Which I think is I think it's important because I think they 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 skewed too serious with I think after seeing her that character yeah. in the first her first appearance After seeing that trailer, I was just like this is probably the Marvel movie I'm most looking forward to now. I, I don't even know what that means anymore, man. Well, there's two of them. I mean, I'm still James Gunn. I'm still putting my faith in him. So we'll, Me too. We'll but and I saw the Suicide Squad, so I'm not. <laughs> but I saw Peacemaker, which he did redeem himself. The Suicide for. Squad was good. I don't like the Suicide Squad. It was better than Suicide Squad. Better than Qu- Quantum Mania. I think almost yeah, any right. day I've seen this year is better. <laughs> Marvel's. It's, it's only above sick in my rankings for this year. Marvel's had literally one good those. movie since it's Endgame. Good. When you tie it down, The Eternals. I was, I was saying No Way Home. Oh yeah. Black Widow was fine. I don't even really count I think that. Black Widow, I forgot everything. <clears throat> I I enjoyed Black. Widow. Actually, I kind of enjoyed The Eternals. So I love The Eternals. I, I understand what I, I understand why fine. people like. Don't like it, and I think that's kind of what makes me enjoy it—that it's taking big swings and doesn't always work. I wish the I wish the. Um, I mean, when, when you put Barry Keoghan anything, I'm gonna be into it. So. Yeah, and, and like the cast is so good. I wish the Deviants looked better. I you know I yeah, wish no, I wish yeah. for many things, but I thought it was the most interesting movie Marvel has made In since Endgame. Yeah. Besides No Way Home, but No Way Home doesn't even count. It's not even a movie. No, that's an event, and like also a, a, Endgame's not a movie. It's just an it's event. An right? Event yeah. 
Um, All right. If you want to talk about everything that happened today, you can tweet us at nowhere. Because fuck Twitter. <laughs> Every, I hate, I fucking hate Twitter. But you can email us at pivotalfilm.com. If you're going, have you ever gone Pivotalfilm podcast, podcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Do you ever yeah, go? Me. you ever check that out? <laughs> I mean, I do. And I'm just like, oh, look at all these no spam emails. emails. Look at all spam. <laughs> no, it's hundreds of emails. Um, you are you going to pivotalfilm.com? Well, we did. We got, we got trials of things oh, okay. back in the day. And well, no, also, I think just people listen, like, bots listen to the podcast and go like, Bruh. Yeah, that happens on SoundCloud, too. Uh, or you can go to pivotalfilm.com and see a list of the movies on our pivotal film list and how to subscribe and some of the beers we drank over those, like, four years when we were doing the list. Not this beer. That won't be on the list. That won't be on the list. No. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, watch movies, drink beer. And uh, we'll talk to you. Talk to you eventually. Pretty soon, actually. Pretty soon. Both of them.